This podcast is proud to be a part of the Blueberry Network. Find freshly picked podcasts just for you at Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry, no ease, dot com. At Stitcher, we're reimagining talk radio and defining a new way of listening. It's something we call smart radio, and it makes connecting with your favorite programming and staying informed or entertained easier than ever before. With Stitcher's free mobile app, you can stream all your favorite podcasts and radio shows to your smartphone without downloading or syncing. To find something to listen to, you can browse our topic stations to find one of our more than 6,000 on-demand shows on anything that interests you. Pick shows from hundreds of premier sources like NPR, the BBC, and CNN. Or simply search for a specific personality, source, or topic of interest. Just tap any show to play the latest episode on demand. Once you've found your favorite shows, Stitcher makes it easy for you to keep up with your favorite programs and discover new ones. Start stitching together a custom station to fit your interests and your life. Stitcher keeps your stations up to date with the latest episodes so you can stay connected whenever you want. With listeners listening for millions of hours each month, we're getting smarter about helping you discover new shows and episodes you might be interested in. Recommendations based on what other listeners also like is just one of the many ways we're planning to help you explore the world beyond music. Stitcher is the best way to stay connected with what interests you while you're on the go. Whether it's the latest news, the radio station from home, or your favorite podcasts, Stitcher puts it at your fingertips. All you have to do is press play. And welcome to another episode of the Steve Wigowski Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Today on the program, I'm going to be talking to you a lot about television. A lot's been happening in the uh, Australian television market and the international market with David Letterman announcing his retirement, Charlie Pickering leaving the project, unfortunately people dying, Australia is the number one country for illegal downloads when it comes to Game of Thrones and a couple of others. And I'm going to talk to you about WrestleMania 30. Might have to go on a little bit of a rant of that because it, it was kind of crazy. And I guess the Postmania Raw, which finished today. That and much, much more. You can contact me by sending a tweet to Steve on the Twitters. I um I don't have an email yet. I might have to set one up actually. 
and I will definitely let you know. Anyway, I'm going to go to a song, and then I will be right back to get into the show. Stay tuned.
and welcome back to the show that song was let me just bring it up here when i rip my clicker isn't working oops wrong one <sighs> let's see here. that song <clears throat> was called born on a train by the candy strippers great band uh all music is pro- provided by the free music archive on this podcast and I will post a link to them, so go definitely go check them out. That would be really awesome if you could go and tell them you found them through me. They would love it. Probably not, because they don't know who I am, actually. And they probably don't care. And I don't see why why they would. Because... They have no idea who I am. So, anyway, welcome to the show. I am going to start off with, 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 oh yes, I'm going to start off with Game of Thrones actually, because it did start again yesterday, and I thought, why not talk about it, and let's see, I haven't watched the new episode yet, I have it on my... I have it recorded on my uh, Foxtel, I just gotta get around to it. I have not yet, but I will. However, Australia is already the number one country for the most illegal le- illegal downloads of Game of Thrones. I did talk about this on my podcast a while back, maybe last year sometime. But, it's still there, Australia, still number one. I don't know how proud we should be. Actually, we probably shouldn't be proud about that at all. But maybe that's just my opinion. Hmm. Anyway, this is from torrentfreak.com. Game of Thrones premiere triggers piracy craze by Ernesto. With more than a million downloads in half a day, the premiere of Game of Thrones Game of Thrones fourth season has set a new piracy record. People from all over the world grabbed a copy and at a height this morning over 300,000 BitTorrent users were sharing the episode simultaneously. Yesterday's evening show saw a massive demand for the premiere of Game of Thrones fourth season, both on legal and less or less authorized channels. The unprecedented demand caused trouble for the HBO Go service, which crashed and was unreachable for several hours on end. The outrage probably motivated some to look for unauthorized copies, which were widely available through dozens of torrent sites soon after the episode finished. Unlike HBO Go, downloads via BitTorrent actually benefited uh, benefit from the increased interest, which usually means that downloads finish faster. Of course they do. And indeed, there has been plenty of interest in unauthorized copies of Game of Thrones season premiere. Data gathered by Torrent Freak reveals that half a day after the first episode appeared online, over a million people have already grabbed a copy via a Torrent site. Earlier this morning, more than 300,000 people were actively sharing uh, sharing one of the three most popular torrents. The number of downloads is roughly the same as last year, but the season premiere didn't set a record for the largest BitTorrent swarm, most likely because there were multiple popular copies available. The most shared torrent file had around 140,000 people sharing at once of the height this morning. 
During the last days to come, the number of downloads is expected to grow up several millions. Last year, Game of Thrones became the most pirated TV show for the second time, and with today's numbers, it's well on its way to secure the title another year. In addition to the downloads, they also saw... Sorry, they also looked at countries people were sharing from. A sample of 18,333 IP addresses collected over the day shows that Australia... Go Australia, but I don't know if we should be proud about this. Takes the crown with 11.6% of total. The United States is a good second with 9.3%, followed by the United Kingdom's 5.8%. The number one spot for Australia is all the more impressive since it has a population of just over 22 million people, relatively small compared to the other two countries. Uh, looking at the city level, they saw that the most downloaded came from Melbourne, before Athens in Greece, and then Sydney. Uh, as always, there are many reasons why people may choose torrents or other uh, torrent resources. In some cases, there is simply no legal alternative because of licensing issues, for example, or due to technical troubles, such as those suffering uh, suffered yesterday by HBO Go. In other cases, the legal options are too limited, restricted, or expensive. The reasons above are not ex- exhaustive, of course. There are many more reasons why people turn to BitTorrent. For some, it's become a habit that will be hard to break, no matter where they live and how good the legal alternatives are. If there are any Game of Thrones pirates reading this or listening to this, let us know. What drives you in the comments? So I'm going to read a couple of the comments in a minute, unless if anyone was actually stupid enough to post. But Australia, Melbourne. Melbourne, Australia, the number one country in the world for illegal downloads of Game of Thrones. Athens, United States, I should say, not Athens, Greece. Sydney, Sydney. Oh, actually, I'm such an idiot. I'm reading this the other way around. Uh, (laughs) Let's go down by country. Australia, United States, England, Canada, the the, ne- the Netherlands, Philippines, India, Greece, Poland, Sweden. And if you go by city, Melbourne, then Athens, then Sydney, London, Stockholm, Amsterdam, Madrid, Warsaw, Brisbane, and Perth. Crazy. Let's see if anyone actually... Actually, there are 98 comments on this article at Torrent Freak. Let's see what they have to say, because it's kind of impressive. Not that it's an achievement you should probably enjoy, or you should be happy about, but... It's kind of a weird thing, I have to admit. Anyway, one one uh, commenter on the the uh, article wrote, I'm pretty sure Australia's only viewing option is something called Foxtel, which is true. That's our Foxtel is our only pay TV provider in Australia. Uh, take the most ball ball sucking service in your country and imagine if twenty more times. Imagine it. 20 times more sucks and you have Foxtel it's also owned by Murdoch and everyone hates lining the pockets of that evil old bastard that was from Apple iFag on the Torrent Freak blog or whatever you want to call it someone else wrote this I am from Melbourne Australia and downloading Game of Thrones is the only way to view it Foxtel bought exclusive rights to Game of Thrones and they charge over 100 a month for their service I had it years ago and never again the Foxtel service is absolutely rubbish with repeat with repeated shows and stupidity high prices or stupidly high prices fuck you foxel and you greedy fucks long time downloading next uh not to mention constant ad breaks with sometimes up to seven ads in a row 
Another person wrote, $100 for shitty service for TP... For TPB for free. Mm. I disagree. Foxtel isn't that bad, to be honest. Another person wrote, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. But seriously, want to show... Want to know why it was pirated so much in Australia? We cannot get HBO. Well, we can if we get Foxtel pay TV, but then we... Then we cannot get the one channel it comes bundled with lots of other channels so you just end up paying $100 a month minus the massive cost of cable box plus connection fee etc so fuck that would buy on Netflix oh wait sorry Netflix is not available in Australia well it is if you can uh, get away uh, get away and around it Hollywood dragging their own digging their own hole we want the content we want to pay for it but can't unless we pay for other shit we don't want go figure And finally, someone did clarify on the Netflix problem. Netflix is here, just not the latest season of Game of Thrones. HBO is available, but I'm already paying for Netflix, so why pay for HBO? So basically, they purposely delay the release, forcing people to pay for the series twice. One time for watching it on HBO, another time for watching it on Netflix. Oh well, back to TPB. And so forth and so on. People more complaining about Foxtel. I honestly don't have a problem with Foxtel. I think they're fine and they're doing pretty good with their service and I think people should not be so upset and dramatic about it it's just because Fox have got the rights to it and they're not going to release it on iTunes until after the season is done that's that's 10 weeks two months nearly like three months I guess nearly but still people should uh, get over it or just continue illegally downloading it. However, I do not condone illegal downloading, so you probably shouldn't illegal download it, to be honest. Anyway, I talk, we talked about this on our radio show last week. Obviously, it wasn't on the podcast, but now it is. Charlie Pickering has left the project. He's been the host since the beginning. Now, there are rumors that he actually left because of the new boss. And uh, they're probably just internet rumors, obviously, because they're not real. And I feel like that they are rumours. Anyway, you're probably sick of me talking, so here is Charlie Pickering's farewell. And you would look at me and you'd say something highly inappropriate and then the light would come on and we'd laugh and do what we do best together and it has been such a joy. Um, Thank you for making me laugh like no one else makes me laugh. Uh, You're extraordinary. You have become such a great friend Um, and I know that uh, now that we don't work together five days a week, we might actually hang out, which would be awesome. (laughs) In the treehouse, even, if I'm allowed up in the treehouse. <laughs> Nothing dodgy happens in the treehouse, by the way. Um, and I know this is not goodbye forever. It is just goodbye for now. And um, all the best in becoming a dad. And you will be an amazing father. And I just want to give you something, a goodbye thing. I know that it has irritated you, like, to no end, the fact that I eat your activated nuts on a daily basis. So <laughs> I've bought you a year's supply of activated nuts. <laughs> When I eat nuts, I will think of you. <laughs> so thank you, Charlie. Thank you very I love you a lot. When I imagine signing off on the show, I, I definitely wanted a big stack of nuts. Of <laughs> um, I've got a few things I'd like to say. I, I'll begin, most importantly, by thanking my wife, Sarah, for all of her love and support. Uh, I can't say how excited I am for us to have dinner again at a regular time. <laughs> uh, 
and also to my family who somehow managed to continue to support me after I told them I was leaving a law firm to take up comedy. Uh, and they have helped me enormously over my time of doing the project. Uh, I'm now going to thank the people that make the show, and this will be a bit of name-checking uh, of people who've been very important. Now, they may not be familiar names to the people watching at home, but they are the people who've made this show possible every night. And if you've enjoyed watching the show, then you have enjoyed the work that they have put in. Uh, first off to David Mott and Beverly McGarvey, who took a big risk on me. Uh, and to Paul and Sandy and everyone from the network who gave me the opportunity to make so much TV. I'll be forever grateful to all of you. To Craig, uh, who is the nutty professor who came up with this show. Uh, about five and a half years ago, he had an idea that it was possible to, to make news in a way that people could relate to more easily, that could be entertaining, it could actually be enjoyed the way that everyone enjoys the news in the real world. Um, it was a bold experiment and I'm thankful to you, Craig, for making me a part of that. You've taught me a hell of a lot and I'll always appreciate it. To the entire production team of the project, you are simply the best and most fun team I've ever worked with. To Alicia, Eve, Meg and everyone in makeup, to Nat, Bridge and everyone in wardrobe, thank you for the enormous effort that it has taken to make me presentable on a nightly basis. <laughs> we've, we've seen how bad the hair can get. <laughs> this didn't happen by accident. <laughs> Um, to Tim, Sash, Reese, Amy, Jackie and the entire floor crew, uh, you are not only the best crew in the business, but more importantly, you are the best audience in rehearsal. And, <laughs> and I still think most of my be best jokes never made it to air, but I'm glad you got to hear them. Um, to Anthony, Paula and everyone in publicity, thank you for all of your support and for the opportunity to have so many early morning phone calls with a seemingly endless number of breakfast radio shows <laughs> around the country. And, of course, a big thank you to all of those breakfast radio shows for having me on to promote the project. <laughs> I'll need you in the future. <laughs> uh, to Danny, Bros, Dan, Jerry and all of the warm-up guys, to Toby, Juzzy, Chris, Warwick, Carl, Dan, Alicia, Liesel, Adam, Jared, all of the writers who've worked on the show, to JT, Marg, Paul and all of the team who find the funny clips. Without all of you the laughs would have been a lot harder to come by around here and I salute you and, and this would not have happened without you. To Celeste, who runs the auto queue, she's working right now. <laughs> and I will say the only one who is, except for <laughs> camera two. Um, but I have to say, Celeste, without you, I would have been a babbling fool here with nothing to say for so many nights and I appreciate it. Uh, to Steve. Now, for some reason, people don't think we get along. Really? But nothing could be further from the truth, and, and you and I know that. It's a, it's a joy to work with you. Now, I, I, sure, we may not always have seen eye to eye, but I, I've found if you, if you stand on a box or, or sit, on, <laughs> sit on a phone book as you are now, that usually sorts the problem out. But it, it, in all seriousness, whilst we haven't always agreed, I know that we both believe that this has to be a contest of ideas. And if you don't have ideas contesting, then bad ideas will get through, and that doesn't serve anyone at all. So thank you for the contest. It's been an absolute joy. Enjoyed every minute. Thank you. Um, I had a chance to thank Pete... Uh, uh, sorry, Dave earlier, who was incredible to work with, but Pete, I just have to say that we, we haven't had long to work together, <laughs> but it's been an absolute joy working with you. You are far and away one of the funniest people in the country. It is a joy to come to work and make comedy with you, and I, I look forward to doing it again in the future. Thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. Now, I'm almost there. <laughs> Tell them it'll be a minute. Anyway, 
I just want to say that I'm not the only person leaving the project that is very important. There's a, a guy named Chris Walker who is leaving the show as well, and he doesn't know I'm going to do this, but Chris, can you please come up here as well? <laughs> Chris started out when we... Yeah, sit on peace slap. This is exactly how I imagined it. Um, Can I go and do the radio show? Yeah, sure. No, tell him you'll be late. Uh, I, I just want to say, Chris, you were, you've been here from day one. You started out as a segment producer, worked up to EP of the show. You are the glue that has held this together. Um, every day working with you has been a joy. Your, your capacity, your creativity, your ability to produce television has been remarkable. And I want to thank you very much for everything that you've done and for the relationship. Thank you very much. Okay. I think that's it, Charlie. No, that's uh, it. No, no. One more. Um, One more. <laughs> Carrie, you're simply the most impressive person I've ever worked with. I, I just think that your class, your humility, and your strength, they are a wonder to behold on a daily basis and I've been lucky to see them up so close. You've been my trusted friend from day one. Uh, I will miss... The thing I will miss most about leaving the project is coming into work with you every day. And remarkably, the sentiment I was going to finish on was the same as you. Now that we don't see each other every day, we might get to hang out. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for everything. Thank you. My biggest thanks of all goes to you watching. I consider every minute that I'm on air to be an absolute privilege and that you would invite me to, into your homes night after night means the world to me. It's been an honour being in your television and I look forward to doing it again before too long. Thank you for everything. Good night. Yes, he's gone. <laughs> that was um, his farewell speech. It was a little bit long, but it was worth it. It was uh, pretty good now. He's uh, heading off to America. And obviously this wouldn't be really interesting to people who haven't seen the project or even know who he is. But he's gone. Uh, he's going to be moving to America with his wife, I believe, to join his wife. And he, there hasn't been a... Well, actually, there hasn't been an announcement on a replacement yet. So they're just going to have rotating hosts, such as Andrew Rockford, uh, Waleed Ali... And they're just going to have a bunch of guest hosts. What else do we have here? Hmm. Oh, yes. Of course, big news. Big news. Uh, David Letterman announced his retirement from The Late Show. He's gone. In 2015, he's going to leave. Now, there are rumours that Conan might take over, or they might do a woman host, or Craig Ferguson's going to step down from The Late Late Show, which I really hope he doesn't, because... The Late Late Show is great, and he wouldn't be able to do the stuff he does if he moved to The Late Show. It just wouldn't be the same at all, really. It, uh, it'd probably be a really bad idea if they did that. And anyway, here is Mr. Letterman's farewell. Uh, earlier today, the man who owns this uh, network, Leslie Moonves, he and I have had a relationship for years and years and years. And we've had this conversation in the past, and we agreed that we would work together uh, on this circumstance and the timing of this circumstance. And I phoned him just before the program, and I said, Leslie, 
It's been great. You've been great. The network has been great. But I'm retiring. This is really. Yep. This is true. This is. You actually did this. Yes, I did. Wow. Well, <laughs> do I have a do I have a minute to call my accountant because <laughs> I. Uh... <laughs> so so it's. Uh, I just want to. Uh, Reiterate my thanks and for the support from the network, all of the people who have worked here, all of the people uh, in the theater, all the people on the staff, everybody at home, uh, thank you very much. And uh, what this means now is that uh, Paul and I can be married. <laughs> So we, <laughs> you are not. We, do, we don't have the, uh, the timing of this precisely down. It will be, I'm, I think, at least a year or so, but sometime in the not-too-distant future, 2015, for the love of God. Yeah, in fact, uh, Paul and I will be wrapping things up and uh, taking a hike. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to the guy. Thanks to the guy. Thanks to David. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. <coughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's not really his farewell. It's just the announcement. And I guess closer to the actual 2015 date, whenever that may be. We don't even know. It might be January or February or March or no one really knows. So it should be interesting. But he has been with CBS for 22 years, 11 of those with the... Uh, 11 of years as host of the NBC's Late Night before f before famously being passed over at NBC for Johnny Carson's Throne on the Tonight Show. But, of course, you go to Twitter for people's thoughts on things, and let's see what people had to say about it. We've got Mr. President of the United States, Barack Obama. David at Letterman announced he's retiring in two... Actually, no... <laughs> that was actually this is actually Ellen's tweet. David at Letterman announced he's retiring in 2015. It's been 31 incredible years. Television won't be the same without you, Dave. Then President Barack Obama said there are more than 10 reasons David Letterman will be missed. Ricky Gervais, cheers to at Letterman, a king, a kingmaker, and probably the man most to blame for inflicting me on America. See you soon. David at Letterman is the best there is and ever was. That was by Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Steve Martin, wow, at Letterman retiring. He's been a significant force on my later career. Thanks, Dave. Jason Alexander. Mr. Letterman, you have always been the best. I've had more fun on your show and you've been a class act. You've been a class guy all the way. Enjoy your final days. And already, of course, the press is already speculating who's going to replace him. Uh, the names are Conan O'Brien, Chelsea Handler, Jimmy Kimmel, Russell Brand, Whoopi Goldberg, John Stewart, Craig Ferguson, Kathy Griffith, uh, Griffin, sorry, Arsenio Hall, Stephen Colbert, John Oliver, and Carson Daly. Ooh, some of those names I really don't like, to be honest. I, f I, I find it incredibly stupid, some of those names. Anyway, the Simpsons are, have already done a couch gag for David Letterman, saying they're going to miss him. And how about we go to it? A 
Actually, you know what? I was going to go to it, but then I decided not to because I just realized they don't talk until all the way at the end. And that's a minute of no talking. No thanks. Anyway, also in the television news, uh, Mickey Rooney has died. Legendary entertainer Mickey Rooney, best known for the MGM musicals, has died at the age of 93. Now, the Variety uh, Variety.com has reported that he died on Sunday. He obviously had a prolific career. He was done so many. Four Academy Awards, received two special Oscars, the Juvenile Award in 1939 and one in 1983. His film credits include My Pal the King, A Midsummer's Night's Dream, Manhattan Melodram, uh, Wilderness, Little Lord uh, Little Lord Fauntleroy, Captains Courageous, Boys Town, The Muppets, A Night at the Museum, The Black Stallion, Mad 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 World, and many other things. Rest in peace, Mr. Rooney. I'm going to go to a song, and then I will be back to talk about WrestleMania 30 and Monday Night Raw. Welcome back to the program. That song was Overblown Chesters by Alison Ells. You can find more music like that at the freemusicarchive.org, which is what all my music is from. So be kind and link them, and I put their links in my description of the podcast, so you can check that out. Go and do it. That would be awesome. Anyway, it is time to talk WrestleMania 30. 
Ooh, it was on two days ago from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana in the United States of America. Now, it was a big event. The, th the 30th anniversary of WrestleMania. Number 30. The first WrestleMania. 1985. Wow. I wasn't even born yet. I wasn't even born then, I should say, and that was from Madison Square Garden. That main event was Mr. T and Hulk Hogan versus Paul Orndorff and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Crazy. I was born 1989, so that was WrestleMania 5. That was a pretty good WrestleMania, I must admit. But anyway, we're talking about WrestleMania 30. It's 2014. What a hell of a show. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of crazy crap went on. The Undertaker's streak was broken, 21 to 1. The Undertaker, he won 21 years in a row. 22, he couldn't do. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, they beat The Undertaker. Or I should say, Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker with Paul Heyman's guidance as one of the greatest managers of all time. And then, we have the Divas Battle Royal. But you know what? I probably should go from the beginning and then give my opinion on the matches this pay-per-view was done differently because it was available on ma major, uh, every major cable provider and satellite provider and pay-per-view provider but it was special because it was the first ever pay-per-view via the WWE Network their, di their uh, digital on-demand service their streaming media service and let's just say it actually went pretty good I watched it on pay TV, obviously. I don't. Australia doesn't have the network yet, so I can't watch it. Anyway, I'm going to run down the card, give my opinion on it, talk about it. I normally do this on my wrestling podcast, but I've kind of stopped that because I don't have the time. But seeing as I have the time now to do other things for my Steve Lukoski podcast, I thought I would just do it now. I know it sounds confusing, but it's not. During the WrestleMania kickoff show or pre show, whatever you want to call it, the Usos, Jay and Jimmy, defeated Diego and Fernando, also known as the Los Matadors, with El Torito. The Real Americans of Cesaro and Jack Swagger, with Zeb Coulter, and Rybaxel, aka Ryback and Curtis Axel. Now, onto the show, we have the opening match, Daniel Bryan defeating Triple H with Stephanie McMahon. This was the major feud going into WrestleMania, obviously, if Daniel Bryan won, then he was going to head to the WrestleMania main event to hopefully win the World Heavyweight, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, which I will get to in the main event and let you know what happened. The match was awesome. Triple H got knocked out with a needle face by Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan advances to the main event of WrestleMania. Of course, he, got, he did get attacked by DX and uh, a couple of other people, but that was later on in the main event, I believe. The second match, The Shield, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns defeating Kane and Rodog and Billy Gunn. Very short match. Went for three minutes. Crazy. Then, the third match, Cesaro won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal by last eliminating Big Show. Now there were 30 men in this rumble. In the elimination order, Yoshitatsu, Brad Maddox, Brodus Clay, The Great Khali, Zack Ryder, Darren Young, Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal, Heath Slater, Mark Henry, Titus O'Neil, The Miz, Santino Morella, Xavier Woods, 
Damien Sandow, Justin Gabriel, David Otunga, Big E, Fandango, R-Truth, Sin Cara, Tyson Kidd, Goldust, Cody Rhodes, Rey Mysterio, Kofi Kingston, Dolph Ziggler, Alberto Dario, Sheamus, Big Show, and your winner, Cesaro. It was pretty good because at the end, Big, uh, Cesaro picked up Big Show and a buddy slam, slammed him right over the top rope, even walked with him, slammed him over the top rope. It was amazing. It was great. It was good. Then, match four, John Cena defeated Bray Wyatt with Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. No special entrance for John Cena this time, however, Bray Wyatt did get his uh, theme sung by the band to actually play it. Match six, Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman defeated The Undertaker. Yeah, he defeated The Undertaker. Now, any wrestling fan would know how crazy this was because after that happened, in the crowd, it's like someone just killed their family. Like someone walked home and their family was dead. That's what the look was. It was shock. People were crying. People were upset. It was crazy. I, was up, I wasn't upset, but honestly, I was shocked. One minute, I'm looking at my phone, set, checking out the tweets. Here, Brock Lesnar hit the third F5 on The Undertaker. One, two. Oh, yep, he's going to kick out. Three. He doesn't kick out. Shock as fuck. Then AJ Lee retained the Davis Championship in the Vicky Guerrero Davis Championship and in the main event Daniel Bryan defeated Randy Orton and Batista by submission to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. It was awesome. I'm glad Daniel Bryan won. And what a show. Pretty, It was pretty crazy, to be honest. Very, very crazy show. Next month is Extreme Rules. I don't know if I'll talk about that. I might make, I might make this a monthly thing after the pay-per-view airs. I, d- I don't really want to do predictions, to be honest. I'm not a fan of doing wrestling predictions, because then I have to do two podcasts. And I don't have the time as it is. Anyway, where are we at? Oh yes, Monday Night Raw. They pretty much just covered what happened at WrestleMania. Oh, but Paige debuted. She won the Divas Championship from AJ. I'm so happy. Paige is amazing. Great woman. Great wrestler. Very good. She's great. Honestly. (sighs) Anyway, I don't want to bore you with wrestling because I am tired. And I don't think I should talk about wrestling that much. Anyway, that's it for this podcast. Thank you for joining me. You can find me online at TwitScubaSteve on Twitter and at StevenReview on Twitter if you want to talk about wrestling. You can also listen to my radio show every week, every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern, Eastern, Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time. Or it might just be Australian Eastern Standard Time now. I can't remember. And I am tired because we had to put our plocks, plocks. I am tired because we we had to put our clocks back because daylight savings is on now. And yeah, I'll see you next time.